smoke gets in your eyes, signature tune of Paul Kerner, and tonight on the Organist Encores, we'll be paying tribute to Paul, who sadly passed away at the end of last year after a long battle with illness. I really want tonight to be about uh, Paul's music, and we'll be joined a little bit later on by one of Paul's closest friends and colleagues, Ben Snowden. But first, how about some music? This is a medley entitled A Visit to Paul's Picture Palace, which includes Paul's Picture Palace theme, which Paul wrote himself. Then, You Ought to Be in Pictures, If I Had a Talking Picture of You, Happy Feet and By a Waterfall. All played by Paul on his 4 manual 20 rank Compton Plus Hybrid at Compton Lodge Sapcut during a recording session he did for us in 2019.
So for the magic of technology, I'm here now with Ben Snowden, who got to know Paul, I think, probably better than anybody else did in the organ world. Good to have you with us, Ben. Thank you very much. Uh, firstly, how did you and Paul meet? Well, we first met at Barry Memorial Hall when Paul was playing for one of his many concerts for the ATOS there. And... Um, I was about to go to university in Aston and not being too far from them in the Midlands, uh, his late wife, Hazel, invited me over for Sunday lunch. And when I went for Sunday lunch, which they used to have quite early because they had concerts in the afternoon, um, there were a couple of faults on the organ. and I fixed them for him and Paul was quite impressed. And then he was at the, that point installing the four manual Ritz Belfast console um, to the organ. and he was sort of struggle, struggling with it on his own. So while I was in university, I um, would go over there on weekends and the odd evening and helped him get that going. And sort of we got closer and closer uh, as time went on and we got involved in more and more projects together. Yes, the, the Compton Lodge organ uh, started off, I think, as seven ranks and, and grew into 20 plus um, were you part of that improvement and enlargement? Well, it, Paul had made some enlargements to it. Um, it was originally the Odeon Wheelston, and I think actually it was only five ranks uh, originally, and Paul had enlarged it. He'd added a diapason and a vox to it, so he'd taken it to seven, and he'd added quite a lot of basses to it. Um, but the idea, he had purchased um, a huge amount of bits um, from um, Arthur in Blackpool, uh, on the premise, it was the Ritz Belfast organ, but Paul knew it wasn't. It was the console and a load of bits. Um, so Paul purchased the console to allow um, the expansion of the instrument, and he handpicked the various editions over the years to make it the 20 ranks that it ended up being.
Fly Me to the Moon at Compton Lodge. Now, for those who um, perhaps uh, aren't aware of uh, Compton Lodge and what what type of venue it was, perhaps you could uh, describe it to us. So Compton Lodge was originally uh, quite a large detached three-bedroom house uh, in the village of Sapcote, um, which is between Leicester and Coventry. And um, Paul and his wife bought it with the view of building an organ chamber on the side of the house and enjoying a cinema organ in their own uh, property. And they bought it in 1976 and they installed the uh, Compton as it was in uh, the, the, the organ chambers that they built, which had two foot thick um, brick walls um, with, and a foot of concrete on the roof. So it was very, very well soundproofed. And um, they, as I say, installed the organ and enjoyed it. Uh, but they soon discovered that more and more people wanted to come and listen to it. So as Paul and Hazel sort of were winding down their uh, clubland antics, because they were doing hundreds of show, one night stand shows a year in clubland, and Clubland was sort of dying off anyway. So they found that a lot of their people who the audiences used to follow them around in Clubland started coming to the lodge. So Paul in 1979 opened officially uh, as a licensed premises and um, they lived upstairs in the, the large uh, flat that they created and they had uh, a bar and concert room downstairs. It seated about 50 people and uh, they whilst had regular Sunday concerts, that their mainstay was coach parties, of which they would have many a week, and they'd have a buffet, and they'd all have quite a good time. And it, they did that for a couple of decades until Hazel became ill and wasn't really able to do it so much. And so they knocked off most of the coach parties. They certainly stopped the food. And it sort of, they kept the Sunday concerts on, but it wound down uh, over the, the, the next sort of 20 years. But um, lots of people, still organists, went there to play and uh, we still enjoyed it. And it was open virtually 40 years to the day, it opened in 79 in the May and closed in 2019.
Memories of Richard Tauber, played by Paul at Compton Lodge, including Vienna City of My Dreams, Love Comes at Blossom Time, and Don't Be Cross. Now, Ben, of course, Paul started off with that Compton Lodge organ, but very quickly grew his collection and started to collect organs. Well, it wasn't so much collecting organs, and Paul was a very sensible person in that uh, you should only have an organ if you've got a venue to put it. Um, And um, Paul, uh, so in 2008, um, sort of, well, I was involved in Folly Farm uh, because I knew the owners, which is a theme park in West Wales. And they sort of showed an interest in having an organ, a Wurlitzer, and um, but they wanted one that didn't require an organist because they didn't want the cost of having to pay one um, uh, because they weren't sure how well it would be received. And the Wurlitzer was only going to be sort of a sideshow of Folly Farm. It was never going to be the mainstay. Uh, I obviously knew and loved the Gaumont Manchester organ. And whilst it wasn't for sale, we knew that the LTOT were hemorrhaging money having it in store. Uh, So uh, it was decided that... Paul wanted to expand his um, collection. He wanted to share his um, estate because he appreciated he was getting older and you can't take it with you. And Paul was all for promoting the theatre organ. So he put his money where his mouth was and he purchased the organ from the LTOT at considerable cost and put it on long-term loan to Folly Farm, which is where it is now. We opened it in 2009. And whilst we don't have regular public concerts there because audience numbers just didn't sustain them, uh, the organ can be heard every day that the park is open uh, through the wonders of the playback facility that it's got.
Shanters, shanters, and the poor people of Paris on the ex-Gaumont Manchester Wurlitzer, played by Paul at Folly Farm. Now, of course, the Folly Farm venture in Wales uh, started there, but it didn't stop there in Wales. And uh, many people will remember Paul for his music palace that he created uh, down that way. So how did that venture come about, Ben? Well, um, like most things in life, the best things are an accident. And um, the music palace, um, I was looking for somewhere to put my organ, which was at my parents' house. And Paul, being such a close friend, had agreed to come round sort of property hunting. And we'd looked at various cinemas and chapels. And we, I had the point of putting an offer in on a chapel and we discovered it wasn't suitable. And then Paul made the suggestion. He said, if I bought the chapel, would you give the organ to it? And we would set up a charity to preserve the collection and ensure its future. He'd always intended that his estate go to charity, but actually with having set the charity up sooner, he was able to see what he had created, which he wouldn't have otherwise. So we bought um, Sauron Chapel in Anasir, which is just north of Pontypridd, and with the view of putting my organ in. Um, As my organ was playing and uh, quite happy at my parents' house, Um, We also had our eyes on the Regal Edmonton organ, knowing it had been in store for quite a a while. Paul had played many concerts on it, and it's the one that I cut my teeth on in terms of learning how these things worked. Um, So it was one that I, well, we both had an association with, and as far as we were both concerned, it was the finest Christie they ever built. So we approached the ATOS with a view of purchasing it. Uh, Len and Judith Rawl came down to view the venue and were suitably impressed with it. Uh, Some negotiation went on and we collected the organ uh, in, I think, 2014, something like that. Uh, But it took a couple of years of restoration uh, before we then uh, opened the Music Palace in 2016.
George's Got a Moon, a track that Paul sent me from the opening concert of the Music Palace and the ex-Regal Edmonton Christie. We talked a lot about the instruments uh, that Paul has acquired uh, over the years, and uh, I know that there's still more to come from uh, that part of the world. But perhaps you can tell us a little bit about Paul himself. For those who didn't have the pleasure of meeting him, um, what was he like as a person? Um, well, Paul was an entertainer, and uh, I think he'd like to be remembered as an entertainer, not just an organist. Uh, Paul uh, started, he left school when he was 16, and he played in pubs and clubs, and then did summer seasons. And being a summer season organist, you can't just turn up and play. You've got to be able to hold an audience, both in terms of your musical programme and when you're speaking to them. And he didn't sort of tell jokes offhand. I mean, it was just things that flowed in your natural sort of pattern with the audience. And so, yeah, he was a, an entertaining chap. He had loads of stories to tell and he could talk to you to death uh, with um, his, uh, particularly the stories of Clubland and the summer season days, which are clearly the, the years where he was happiest. And um, he had a very interesting career. He met lots and lots of different people. And whilst he was, as you can see, a very generous man in what he's done, he's left a huge estate uh, to the, the charity, to Paul Kerner's Theatre Organ Collection and the Music Palace. And I don't know if any of your listeners know, we've also purchased an additional building at the other end of the street so we can expand the collection. Um, but he but he was also very thrifty and uh, so he was uh, he, he was thrifty in how he looked after himself and so he was careful with money but very generous as well well thank you very much for the time ben and uh, from my point of view uh, i will always remember paul as somebody who was incredibly fun to be around uh, a great uh, person to put a smile on my face be it from the fact that you could really have a bit of banter with him and, uh, you know, fire off each other, or for the fact that occasionally he would come out with the most outrageous remarks and certainly <laughs> put a smile on my face, many of which I can't uh, can't broadcast here. Um, but I will always remember Paul as somebody being incredibly fun to be around, somebody, again, a big supporter of this programme and of all that I did, and um, just great fun and very hospitable. Uh, whenever I did manage to get up to Compton Lodge or down to Wales. So um, so there we go. Now, I'd like to end this week's show taking you back in time to the heydays of Compton Lodge with Paul at the Compton and Paul's wife, Hazel, singing an act that they usually did together there. And it's a ballad which certainly sums up um, Paul's ethos on life. We all have a song in our heart. Good night, everyone. Thank you.